0: I'm Jack Draper. Shout out
1: to Quality Shot Tennis. Hello, and welcome back to the Wild West Tennis Podcast. Today, this is, uh, for me, my first threesome. I've (laughs) only had uh, usually just one guest at a time. So to have uh, these gentlemen joining us, they are from the website Just Slap. Now, don't get the wrong idea because of my intro. But what they do well, from what I've seen, they do podcasts, they do uh, vlogs, they do man on the street, they kind of do it all. But if you don't mind, gentlemen, and I'll let either one of you decide um, how you came up with the name Just Slap. Alex, you can you can take that one.
2: Yeah. So Stephen and I have different stories on how on how <laughs> Just Slap came to be, but. Basically, when, you know, when we were deciding to, to name the channel, we really wanted to give the channel name a you know, a personality. Um, and Steven, listen, Steven likes to slap. He's not a consistent guy. He's not a grinder. Yep. He gets out there. He starts slapping from, from the first point on. Yep. Um, and I had a coach, I had a coach who in, you know, when I was training back, back as a junior, his catchphrase was flat and low. And so when when Stephen and I were talking and we're deciding what to name the podcast, we needed something along the lines of flat and low. So we both, you know, we were we were chatting and, and decided that just slap tennis is, is the is the name of the channel. It just felt right. It had a ring to it. And we went with it.
1: Sometimes uh, if I'm on a ball machine, I love to just slap my forehand yep. and I'll load up a continental grip and literally just slap. You yep. know, that's it. nothing flat as a pancake and it's so pleasurable. I don't, it normally doesn't go, I mean, it goes all over the place, but that feeling of that, just slapping it. God, it's nice. If only it was more consistent for, you know,
2: it and, and it
1: that's for you guys.
0: That's can I tell you, that was how we treated, uh, that's how we really treat the channel. Like it's the purpose of the channel is to really like, I mean, we obviously want to, educate as much as we can, considering we, we, you know, we've been around the sport for, you know, for the majority of our lives, but really the primary purpose of the channel is to just have a good time. So exactly how you feel when you turn on that ball machine and you're just slapping, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that was very evident uh, um, on the, uh, what they call the MOS, the man on the street. And um, and that was when Alec. I guess maybe you were sick (laughs) And Alex had to do that on his own. (laughs) And he went out and asked people about. You know
0: what? You know what it was. I was. I was there. I was there
1: for. Oh, you were filming.
0: I was. I was no. I wasn't even filming. We had another guy filming. I was just. I was just. I was kind of like organizing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, you're. He was
2: directing. He was was directing. He was the director producer.
0: I was was the Scorsese, and and uh, (laughs) Alex was like the De Niro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. Well, that's that's. what and. Yeah. That's fair. That is fair. I mean, like yeah. at one point I thought he was going to become Raging Bull,
2: you know, <laughs> and, and do battle with
1: some of the punks on the skateboards. That was my favorite part. Yeah. And at one part, I was hoping that Alex would have had the stones to try to do one of those flippy things the skateboarders did. I don't know what they call I mean, it. I
2: mean, I wish I could. I wish I could. I, I You know, I've, I can't say that I've ever been on a skateboard, so it would have been, been an ugly sight. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah,
1: it's an injury you can't afford. No. But but okay, so <laughs> so <laughs> you're, you're you're Scorsese, you're De Niro, but the the thing I love about the man on the street is um you know, it, it's you're going to get a lot of people that are like, "Get away from me." Yeah. Um no, I'm not going to sign the release. You know, so people don't realize that watch these uh things. It's hard to get people to agree
2: to it. Steven Stephen, Stephen while filming, Stephen Great while apartment. filming, he was making Stephen while filming, he was making fun of me. Uh, because basically the way what I would do is I wouldn't let people pass me. Like I would walk <laughs> up with a microphone and I'd say, Hey, I gotta, you know, do you mind if we shoot, you know, do you mind if you're in our video for for this tennis video? And they would like try to kind of sidestep me and I would just sidestep right with them. And I would just like, be right in front of him the whole time. So <laughs> aggressive, Brad. So, so aggressive. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, but that's because you're, you know, Stephen, you're Scorsese. You're blocking it. You're setting the, the it up before he even right. realizes what happens. Yeah, you're that's looking real. at it one, you know, one step ahead. And, you know, I'm assuming, was that the course of one day or is that a couple days yeah. shoot? We got one that day. done in a day.
0: I, I, we got it done in probably like, what was it, like four hours, Alex, right?
1: yeah wow.
2: we, we went out honestly, honestly, we were pretty lucky with the people that that stopped yeah. as well i thought I thought a good percentage of people like stopped and were willing to talk to us and you know i I felt also we got a very diverse group of people to talk about tennis as well tennis fans, non-tennis fans, yeah. you know people who play just for fun, people who watch and don't play it was it was a mixture, you know so which was which was good. we got lucky with that.
0: And and you get you get a lot of interesting characters in New York, so so, that's, yeah. so I think I think we're gonna try to keep that series going, uh, and just start you know what we'll you know we'll, we'll see what we do, but I, I mean I, I personally enjoy it just to see like all the different characters that you run into.
1: I don't think it ever gets old uh, from having been involved in and doing them. I I was lucky to be off camera, so it's like all when I was involved, I didn't have to go as far as Alex. And I wasn't Stephen. I was just like, you know, holding the mic and um, you wouldn't hear the question. It was, you know, they did that in editing. You just hear the people, or maybe they heard the question. But it's important because here's why. We realize some things that are kind of a bummer. Like, I'm amazed when I meet a person, they can't name one. Just name one tennis player. Now, usually Serena Williams she's retired. So that I could at least hope for from man, woman, child. You know, Federer? Uh, no. Nadal? Huh? Djokovic? the hell? So it, it, it used to be hurtful. You know? And some of them didn't even know Agassi. And I'm like, oh, gosh. My point is, that's a buzzkill. Um, did you find a bit of that also, where you were well. Disappointed. Well,
0: the, the, the funny thing is, we would go like Alex would go up to people and he'd be like, "Oh, like you want to help us uh, on this YouTube video? We're, we're 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 you know we're asking people questions about tennis," and and like I mean, a lot of the responses we got, they're like, um, "Yeah, sure, but like I don't I don't know anything about tennis," and we're like, <laughs>
1: "Perfect," <laughs> we're like, "Come on on," you know, even better, yeah, yeah, even better. Well, yeah, even better. But the the the, the sad thing is, you know, we assume. Uh, Because we're in the sport that, I mean, now if you did the same thing to me with golf, I can come up with, I I can come up with a few on uh, the WPGA a little harder. Um, But even in the sports I don't follow, I can usually find one. Um, But for some people, they literally, I'm like, come on, Serena Williams, how do you not know who she is?
2: And they don't. I'm like, oh, Uh, crumps.
1: That's all right. I mean, these are random people.
2: One of the goals of the video, I think, for us, that one in particular, was we were actually interested to talk to individuals who, like, anytime someone said they didn't watch tennis or didn't know any tennis players, we were immediately interested because, you know, we want to figure out what tennis is missing that is preventing these individuals from watching the sport. So, you know when it comes to like, you know, knowing massive athletes like Roger Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, Serena, if you don't know these people, like, why is that? There's no reason, you know, you shouldn't be at least uh, somewhat aware of these, of these superstar athletes. And, you know, we're trying to find holes in, in, or, or I guess, you know, holes in the game as to why it's not being promoted to the level that, you know, us tennis players would like it to be. So I think that we were just trying to get get an idea of what just the common, the common folk, right? Like the non-tennis fans, what, what, what is missing there that, that you know, is preventing them from watching?
1: You did uh, because that was kind of it. It's like, well, what would you want to see more of? And I, I exactly. remember one guy said, I liked it when that guy broke his racket. And I think it was mm-hmm. the uh, Cyprian uh, Baghdadis, you know, and you showed the clip. You know, one of the skateboarders was like, I loved it when he broke his racket seven times, you know. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so, you, you know, some people want a little more um, sizzle or a little more fizzle. Uh, but you were, that was the good part. You're trying to get um, some data that would be helpful. What can we do to make it uh, more popular? Um, it's a tough one. But, I mean, at the same time, it doesn't look like they're hurting uh, on ticket sales at the bigger events. So it's kind of it's puzzling. How do we create more tennis fans in uh, the U.S.? Yeah, I think we have a lot of
0: ideas. I think we have a lot of like casual fans. So like we have a lot of people that like the U.S. Open will come into town and they'll just get like they'll get tickets to like one of the day sessions and then they'll go and then they'll just forget about tennis until next year, right? Yeah. But and and I mean like that's fine. But ideally like we want like like diehard like. You know, like the kind of fans that that they cancel, they block out, they block off all their Sundays for NFL Sundays because that's yeah. the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of what we need, and I think part of it might be like, I don't know. I mean, Alex kind of talked about this before, but part of it is kind of like I feel like um, tennis players tend to be more obviously more reserved, and it's kind of it's kind of hard to like maybe build up rivalries or build up certain things. Like you saw like, like when Kyrgios played Nadal at Wimbledon, like that was like a hyped up match. Like Everybody was talking about it. People that didn't really know about tennis were talking about it because there, there, had, there was like that rivalry aspect to it or something different. Versus if it's just a tennis match and these guys are out here you know, competing for points and titles and stuff, like you really have to be a diehard tennis fan to kind of watch it week in, week out, I feel.
1: Yeah. And and I think I've heard other people say that, well, they're they're okay with uh, the fact that uh, we can rely on just die hard fans. Um, What do you guys think? uh, For example, you both played college tennis D1. Um, Was that because you loved watching pro tennis or you just somehow uh, found the game without knowing about pro tennis? And Stephen, you can go first if you want on that. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, growing up, I'd say like
0: really like probably from the ages of like maybe twelve. That's pretty much like where I like started to play like competitively to till about r- really till about till I committed to Fordham. I mean, I was obsessed with tennis. So pro tennis, playing tennis, um, like it, I was just I was just obsessed. It, it was it was my entire life. Um, but like I know a lot of people like even people in my academy that we were training with like they barely watched pro tennis. Okay. They liked to play tennis. Like they were competitive. They you know, they wanted to play college and and all that stuff, but they didn't really like watch pro tennis that much.
1: And that uh, that that's um that that's to me the the thing that I've always found super interesting and what I will and Alex you'll get a shot at this one too cuz I know you had more of an international um upbringing. But um uh, when it comes to a lot of serious tennis players, even adults uh, or, or juniors, I can tell I can tell people, oh, I know who their favorite tennis player is. They're like, how do you know? And I'm like, it's themselves. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Yeah, and with me, it wasn't. <laughs> My favorite tennis player was Bjorn Borg at first, and then you know, I think I was a Connors guy and then McEnroe and then Agassi. But literally, I was not my favorite tennis player. My idols, uh, you know, watching and reading the magazines, those were my favorite. But there's nothing wrong with the answer being I am my favorite tennis player. Probably a good one. So, all right, Alex, what do you got?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so so my upbringing, you know, my dad played Played uh, tennis at a very high level when he was a junior. He was top three in the Soviet Union. You know, growing up under sixteens, I believe, and um, you know, he then played college tennis. He he eventually went to Minnesota. They were like a top fifteen program when he was there. So tennis was always kind of in the books for me. I think you know, I'm a I'm the firstborn child. Um, you know, so when I was four years old, we we went out on court next to next to our apartment building, and we started hitting balls and you know next thing i know i'm in an academy and i loved it i loved it from day one i mean that was that was the sport that i played you know from day one so i kind of was just introduced to it through my dad and and uh played it yeah we moved around we 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 played it you know london russia singapore different places but that like tennis was always the thing that stayed the same that was the constant so it was yeah just always a part
1: that that yeah that's that that makes sense the constant but boy I mean I, I don't imagine many people have that uh I mean that must have been wild I imagine you're getting homeschooled for the most part um, you know with that travel schedule and you you're sort you you're, you you get the uh, you get the grind right you know that Yeah that no I... sorry go ahead
2: sorry mike can I I'm I'm losing a little bit the connection here can you guys yeah, hear could
1: me? Be me uh so we can hear you
2: um yeah no so yeah. i i didn't i didn't get i i didn't get homeschooled or anything like that um so it was always but it was always a balancing act uh that's for sure you know with with school and and then uh and then practice it was one of those things where it's like you couldn't always fully commit like there was a time where i think i was just dis- you know deciding whether i wanted to go full-time or not um, but it was just always one of those things where it was a part. It was like a, an. No, e- well, okay.
0: looks like Alex, Alex might've well, lost some connection.
1: That, that's the good thing about, um, <laughs> having to the way we've done it. Um, so we'll give him a, a chance to reset. Um, but I wanted to ask you, uh, because this involves only you. I just saw this, uh, right before we, uh, came on and just for the, uh, listeners. Um, it's Saturday afternoon so we don't have the draw for Madrid yet unfortunately. Uh now I might be able to get Alex back in but while I let's see let's see we can give it a shot at redemption. Come on Alex you can do this. Oh Alex shoot. might Alex
0: Alex uh Alex, Alex might have the quitter. No no he he might have the worst
1: wi uh on the face of the earth I think. I can see, see place him. Victoriously, that's not his fault. All right. Well, uh, I think we got him. There we, we go. Back.
2: I also I took out my cam. My camera quality's worse now. I took out my camera. That might be an issue. My computer is about fifty oh. years old. So <laughs> okay. Well, you know.
1: now I'm concerned if we're still recording. I hope we are. We, are, we are. I see we the. Are. I see the recording. Oh, you can see the red button. Yep. If you're lying, I'll come after you. <laughs> I, I would never. I would never. Well, he's Will come after you. He's, you know, he's the boss. All right. So as long as we're still, I trust you guys. You've been doing this longer than I have. As long as we're still um, recording in the red zone, then I'm cool. Uh, and I will get back to the question where I was going to ask Stephen about a video he put out today. On your your final thoughts on that, Alex? Um, then you decided you weren't going to. Uh, try the tour and you want to do it college, you know, after yeah.
2: that. Yeah. So uh, are you, the question, what was the question? So the question was, why did well, we decide we to go to college? How,
1: what got you into the tennis? And with, uh, with Steven, he was more like me. He, he loved all aspects of tennis. He, he mm-hmm. probably grew up in the, you know, I don't know how much he moved around, but he loved the pro game. He loved his own games. And you had yeah. this unique thing where your, your father is playing uh on a, on circuits of various levels uh which is very rare so you know at a certain point you love it you're good what made you decide okay i'm i'm not going to go down the path my dad did i'm going to go or or maybe your dad did play college at minnesota is that what you Yeah said? yeah okay
2: yeah i just i never um to be honest, like being pro was never really in the books for me. I think like maybe I thought about it when I was, you know, 10 years old or 11 years old, but it wasn't, you know, as I got older, I, I realized that I didn't, you know, I, I, I liked doing other things too. And, you know, to be a professional athlete, I feel like you have to dedicate all your time to the sport. Um, and I just wasn't willing to to do that, you know? So for me, college was always kind of the, the path to go down and uh, my, like, yeah, like my dad played for Minnesota, he loved college tennis. So, so that was always something that I think we planned for, for my tennis career. Um,
0: Yeah. You know, what's also, what's also funny is like, I, I mean, when, you know, 12 years old was kind of when I started playing, you know, like seriously, but um, I mean, I, I would say from the ages of like eight to 10, I hated tennis. Like I hated it. And, and, and I was, I was, I was, it's so funny. I was, so I was a big uh, baseball guy and my, my dream was to play shortstop for the New York Yankees. That was like, if you asked me at eight years old, what Steven's dream is to play shortstop for the New York Yankees. And uh, my dad, yeah, well, my mm-hmm. dad, my dad coming. So my dad, uh, my parents from Albania. So uh, from Albania, business, Albania. Yeah. Okay. So, so my, my, uh, my dad like fell in love back in the day with guys like Bjorn Borg and guys like, you know, Andre Agassi like those were, those were his guys. And he, he never, he really never had the opportunity to play tennis. There wasn't, there wasn't much access to tennis, uh, in Albania at that time, but he used to like, there was like a few courts that he would kind of go to like early in the morning. Uh, it was mostly for like tourists and stuff. And he would yeah. go there early morning cause he loved tennis. So, so yeah. at like, at like, you know, I I'm probably like eight, 10 years old. And I was telling my dad, I was like, I want to be a baseball player. And my dad's like, you're gonna be a tennis player. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're you're gonna you're gonna be a tennis player, okay? Tennis, that's the sport you want to try. try. Anyway, so so I didn't I didn't really like I didn't really like care for it too much. But then when I went and, and my brother also played with me for for our entire lives. When we went to like this uh, our first academy, my uh, that the the owner and head pro of the academy basically the first day, and this kind of like set the track for me in terms of my love for tennis. He, the first day I remember we tried out for the academy and he basically told my dad that, you know, uh, about my brother, that like he had a real shot to play like really like competitive tennis and, and be a really good tennis player. And then my dad's like, what about Steven? And he's like, yeah, Steven, <laughs> Steven's going to play for fun. And then it was it, I'm telling you, I'm, Brad, I'm telling you, it was that day where I literally looked at my dad and I was like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to try to be the best tennis player I could possibly be. And then from that point on, I, I just lived, I breathed tennis. I had notebooks, I read like, it was crazy. Like it's, it's, it's so funny how things like that happen in your life. And it, you, you, it's like a 180 turn. Did you? But, um,
1: yeah, yeah. So, right. So I, yeah. And your dad probably used a little psychology or maybe he didn't. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, guess, but that, that would, that would seem like good psychology. Um, uh, but- from a
0: parent. Whatever whatever he did, it it, it worked. It yeah. worked.
1: Um, now, but now I still like, to, I still like to play some baseball once in a while now. I still like to. Oh, I, 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 I get the connection. If you think about it, hand-eye coordination, whether you have a two-handed backhand or a, a, a whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, the contact point um, in hitting a baseball, I'm guessing, is out in front. Split bet spe- you know, you're a shortstop, so you kind of have to have the hops, the split step. A lot of transferable skills, I would think. Between the two sports, <clears throat> that's kind of a guess. Um, <clears throat> however, I'd like to ask you, Stephen. Do you remember the first tennis book you read? Was it like Winnie Ugly by
0: Brad no. Gilbert, or it was it was Open by Andre Agassi, and it's still oh, to wow. this day. Okay, and still that's to why this when day. You
1: said I hated tennis, I was like ah.
0: Pulling the still,
1: there.
0: still to this day, that is my favorite book I've ever read in my life. I probably read it uh, I don't even know how many times to be honest with you like it, you could probably count on two hands. It is like I love that book so much. It's
2: my favorite book. book
0: it's amazing it's a great it's a great book. Um, I don't know how
1: familiar you are. He had a, he had a great ghostwriter. Um, you know all these guys that, that that write books I mean, I would say ninety nine percent of them, you know they have um, a ghostwriter and the guy i forgot his name he wrote a really a pulitzer prize book before open the Agassiz book uh i think the title was a boy in a bar and um i got to, i was pretty lucky i got to um uh, attend a lot of andres uh he would do these sort of press conferences with a guy named rick riley i don't know if you remember him from sports illustrated um but he would inter- oh. He must not be an Agassi guy. <laughs> uh, all right, you're a Sampras guy. It's fair enough, Alex. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Alex, you know, Alex like, know Alex, you love certain volley. Exactly. Yeah, all right. You, you, know, you, you don't like double-A, that's fine. Yeah. We're only going to talk about him for a few more minutes. Jeez. Honestly, but, to um, be honest,
0: though, 90s tennis, and, and this is going to sound weird, but, like, 90s and, like, even early 2000s tennis, that was my favorite tennis era. I think, oh, I, personally, too, yeah, that's that's the best. Like I, because I, I again, like I said, it's a lot of it's from my dad because like he was a big Agassi guy. So that's kind of like I'm. Those are the first matches I remember watching was like Agassi, Sampras, um, those guys. So so Andre Agassi was like my m- like my idol for like the longest time. You know what I mean? Are you I two-handed played. backhand? I'm not. That's the funny wow. part. i am i am a I'm a one-hander.
1: I'm it a one-hander. More impressive that that you didn't uh, you know copy double A in every way maybe forehand wise you might have um in other aspects but yeah i got introduced to andre on tv he's playing in a tournament i think it was in eh, late 80s in stratton mountain and he took a set off of yvonne lendl and i saw andre agassi on tv and i thought he was french because of the i don't know why i thought the last name so stupid because he's His father's um, from Iran. Mm -hmm. But I thought, who's this French kid? Because God, he's good. Like, this dude is playing a different kind of tennis. You know, I imagine you might have felt similar, like watching the way he did his ground strokes. He must have been like, whoa.
0: It's so clean. It's so clean. And he takes it so early. And it's just, it's so, it's, it's, it's it's so much
1: fun to watch. You know, it's, yeah, it's great. That's good. Okay, it gives me a perfect segue to what you put out about your love of the indoor tennis. Yeah.
0: Well, I know why. You're
1: like Agassi. You're right. You're hugging that baseline.
0: Yeah, I mean, indoor indoor tennis. I mean, growing up, obviously, like, New Yorker, uh, USDA, Eastern kid. Um, I hated going now, outdoors. Is back,
1: so, you know, he, he, uh, yeah. Just, uh, we, we hate uh, I'm back, know, guys. We only like Pete Sampras. So, you Yeah. Know. <laughs> You know, I, I want to apologize. That. Yeah, you're fired if it happens again.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I second that. I switched. No, I switched video, to a different though, computer. But, so. but
1: I, we I'm talking about the video that Stephen put out about how he loves indoor tennis. Um, like you, that on that court, you've got to be like Agassiz. you you pretty much have no option but to hug the baseline.
0: You you know it's funny that so that court that's the we, that was like filmed from uh, when we did our playing uh, on the secret gr- uh, court in Grand Central. So that court, if you go to that court, you'll see that there's really no space between the baseline and like the wall, right?
1: So yeah, Andre would love it. He'd be like, yeah.
0: oh, he'd have a field day. He'd have a field day, yeah. and it's a little and it's a little fast, which is like like I I remember like growing up in my academy. We had I, like it was known that our hard courts were the fastest hard courts uh, in in the entire USDA Eastern section. So because we would get these kids that would come here to play the tournaments, and they they would be like, I ca- I can't play on these courts. But like we ate that up, right? So you yeah. play like you play like you play like a, a a highly ranked player, and and you're like, oh, what court am I going to be on? Oh, I'm going to be on hard court. Oh, this is great because like you know you know you better get up an early break on this kid because he's. He's gonna he's not right. gonna be able to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I grew up grew up on those fast hard courts and yeah. like Alex mentioned, I mean I I was never listen, listen, Brad, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was never the fittest guy. Okay. I, I was never the guy that, you know, was gonna go out there for six hours and grind you down. I was Jim not going Yeah. I was I was like, you know, if I'm seeing a forehand that's middle middle, it's going bye bye. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the game that I played. And, sure. and in the beginning, it was a lot of missing, right? You have to factor in the beginning. There was a lot of missing. It was only. It was really only until I got to like, you know, my you know later years in high school, and then like obviously college tennis, where my coach was like, "All right, listen, you have to make balls." <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like
1: sure, sure, but I, I would think, and again, because you did have the one hander, um, were were you tempted to be a servant volleyer, or was it? Out of becoming out of fashion, at you, that you
0: know. Well, the thing is, is like my serve. uh I felt my first of all, my second serve isn't good enough. I don't think for me to be a serve volleyer, right? So I could okay. come in on the first serves, but I still always felt more comfortable coming in off a forehand. You know, sure, Like sure. I I would rather I would rather just sit back, hit a big forehand, then come in. I, I did I like understand. to come in, but it was never it was really it wasn't really off the off the uh, off the serve. But I did mix it up. I did mix it up for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially on your first serve. And, you know, I'm guessing because you guys did play college tennis. Uh, if you were playing doubles, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, by the time you were playing college tennis, guys did, did – well, guys would stay back. Um, you know, uh, when I played college tennis uh, in the early um, 90s and late 80s, we all served and volleyed still, even yeah. on second serves, just because, yeah. I, I don't know, We that that's – how we were taught to play doubles. But Jack Sock has kind of proven that, nah, you don't need to do that. Yeah, Um, yeah, But, okay, (laughs) enough of our tennis. Let's get to the big boys, and that would be the, and and women. Um, You know, Barcelona is pretty much behind us. Looking ahead to Madrid, now, unfortunately, because today is Saturday, the draw has not come out. But I'm happy to report, because this, podcast we like to talk about uh players from the americas um i think we have 13 men and 12 women in the main draw Mm. i might have it flip-flopped so that's pretty sweet uh faa and dennis are in it from canada and i think andrescu and fernandez are in it from canada and then a good handful of um, argentinian players um but without the draw do you have any um you know any any feelings about american let's say us players and let's start with the men that you're expecting to have a big madrid yeah
0: i think um
1: i think you got to throw guys like you know really like our our
0: top you know i mean you look at the guys in the top 5 of the americans you look at fritz you look at tiafo you look at corda you look at look at some of these guys and and you know obviously clay might not be their most preferred surface sure. but um yeah i think these guys are dangerous i think these guys are dangerous when you kind of overlook them you know what i mean and and uh and yeah i think i think really all of them can can go pretty deep it's it's going to be tough when you get to guys like you know alcaraz and 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 pass and you know uh um, right you know dogs yeah. kokina like these guys these yeah. guys are it's it's a little yeah. tougher but but yeah. I think all of them, I think this, this, this younger class of Americans, I, I'm no, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Brad, but I'm noticing a, a, a larger level of self-belief in them.
1: Oh, you know? well said, sir. Taylor Fritz it's, being the poster boy for that, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is so refreshing.
1: You know what I mean? Because yes. like we had, yes. we had,
0: we had Roddick, <laughs> we had Roddick back in the day, who, by the way, I love, I loved Roddick. Me too. Like, but I, I, I think I, he had belief. I think he had belief. He did, but then he would go he'd go to he would go to the French Open and then they'd ask right. him yeah. after his, his first round press conference or second round press conference and he's you could you could tell in his eyes that he's like, you know, it's really gonna be a coin flip out there because it, you yeah. know, he, he it wasn't you know, it wasn't you know, it wasn't a service that he, he grew up on. It wasn't he wasn't that confident. But some of these younger guys I think they'd go deep. Like another guy that maybe, you know, who I think could be a little overlooked on the clay is uh, Ben Shelton, right? I think interesting. I think,
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: I think I think he's you know obviously he's emerging, but I think he you know if he a couple more years you know continues to build himself physically, I think he could be a threat. Uh,
1: That's you know. Well, and, and, and Madrid like uh, you know we, maybe we didn't mention it, but to the non-total tennis fans, it's it is the uh, the fastest of the clay surfaces, altitude and yeah. speed of the court. Federer won it, um, that tells you something. And, and by the way, the last American to win it was, um, Andre Agassi, your guy in Mm -hmm. 2002. Um, so we've had a little drought, uh, there, but in fairness, Madrid in those days was played indoors. So it's, um, a little unfair. (laughs) It wasn't, you know, and and then when Rafa won Madrid the first time he beat Lubacic, uh, it could' have been o five around that time It was also indoor um but anyways, for uh american style players um that like faster courts uh Madrid is just a different uh creature um yeah. you know so that 's nice, and I like that I like that it 's different in that sense um so you know your uh attitude about uh you know bringing up Shelton, yes, this should um uh, just on paper, in my mind, be the the event, unless he gets a brutal draw, the the one that I would expect him to do, to do the best in, leading up yeah. to Roland Garros. Uh, for yeah. those reasons, the speed of surface, um, and the confidence, the belief, is you you brought up, yeah. Um,
0: and he's and- he also he has this other thing, Brad, where he brings. He's one of those guys that he's so fresh from the college tennis days. That he mm-hmm. still brings that college tennis fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sometimes, sometimes these college players, after they've been on tour a few years, they've become yeah. professional players. They've lost touch with that that college tennis fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you see, you see, you see, you see this kid, and he's just screaming his head off. And it's like yeah. it's like I, this is this is college yeah. tennis. This is like primo yeah. college tennis. So I I love seeing it. Yeah. So he, he um, Yeah.
1: He probably wants to make his own line his own line calls. Yeah, you know, he's exactly. Probably so used to it, you know. Like exactly. Wait a minute. I like yeah. all these, you know. You know. So yeah, you're right. I mean, he's so fresh, and uh, yeah, I think that this, the, you know, this would be the one that I would have the best uh, feeling for him. Obviously, we know that Job, uh, Novak and and Rafa are, are out. Uh, hopefully, um, again, I I know the final setup for Barcelona. Hopefully, those guys don't. Um, Overextend themselves, it would be a bummer. I, I gotta believe that no matter what, Alcaraz is gonna be, even if he's banged up, determined to defend his points from last year. So I gotta believe he'll be there. Same with Sissy Pass. Yeah. all the usual suspects. Um, it's tough. Those but, guys are, yeah, those guys are tough. But I did see, uh, at least on the entry list that I was looking at yesterday, that Corda uh, uh, will be will be in the um, tournament. And I don't think he's played since he got hurt. Um, refresh my memory. I, I don't think he's played a match since, I can't remember the injury. I think it was in Australia. Yeah. I Somewhere in so the line he got hurt. So that'll be interesting seeing how uh, Corda does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's um, one of those guys that even, if you even listen to some of the players on tour, they're like, who do you think is going to have like a really, really good year? Or who do you think is like really like undervalued right now? And a lot of the guys will say Corda because, like, I mean, you saw it in Australia, like, the guy played lights out and with this, like, level of self belief that it's, like, crazy for somebody, you know, his age and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, I think he's another guy that could be, uh, that could be dangerous and kind of, you know, go deep for the Americans.
1: Absolutely agree with you. The injury bug is, has nipped him a bit. And, you know, he had a match point against, uh, Djokovic, uh, in the warm up before the Australian Open. So that's encouraging. Um, the pedigree is great. And, and he works with your guy, Andre, a lot. Yeah. Andre's yeah. had a big influence on on uh, Corda. So that'll be great to see him back healthy. Um, I was kind of looking at also a guy I haven't seen play much, uh, Brooksby. Oh, yeah. Don't, I don't really have much intel on him, on Clay. I'm guessing, think of him more as a hardcore guy. Yeah. But again, for all of our players that, this is the one clay court event that if you're, you're a hard court guy, you should have a pretty decent shot at versus say Rome uh, yeah. or Barcelona are or, or Monte Carlo. That's very slow, but I don't know much about Jensen Brooksby. I know he finally got a new coach after, uh, uh, leaving his longtime coach. So that'll be exciting to see him back. In the Definitely. Mix.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. We actually, it's funny. That's funny. You mentioned that we, uh, uh we had a we did a podcast with a couple of other teammates and we kinda we brought up Jensen and somehow the conversation came and this was like a couple years ago, but we came somehow it got brought up of how like we thought that he was going to be like the like the next kind of like dangerous American guy. And this was when he was ranked. I, I to be honest, I don't even remember what he was ranked at the time. But he's a guy that y- you just look at it and it's like, especially like like somebody like me, like I, I would hate to play him. Like, he seems like, <laughs> he seems like he is such like a – like, the best way to describe him, he's kind of a hack. He's kind of a hack a little bit to play. Like, he, he, you know, even if you look at his, like, his technique and, and his shot selection is, is so amazing. Like, he's, he's a really <laughs> smart player. But he's annoying. He, he must be annoying to play. I was like,
1: just going to say, annoying AF. Yeah. And, 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 and even if you beat him, it's not fun. No. No, it's you're torture. you like <laughs> – you've been out there and you're like, God. Thank yeah. God that's over.
0: Yeah. It takes a part of you for sure.
1: Oh, it's um, just like either way it stinks. I mean, you're happy with the wind, but it's not normal. And yeah. like, is it disruptive tennis? I don't know. I, I think he's obviously, he seems unique to me. You might know more that that he's not one of the so-called boys and he's more of a, like a Vince Spadia that kind of hung on his own, did his own thing, which quite frankly, fair enough. That's cool. Um, I'm sure he's ready for the call if they need it for Davis cup. I would, sh- I'm sure he'd be a, a team player in that sense, but um, yeah, he's kind of pesky, you know? Yeah. For <laughs> like sure. A, a, a mosquito. And you're like, ah, what? Ah. Can't get him off me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And is there's in the draw. i glad to see that. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know what to expect from John at this point. I, I, You know, in the uh, Dallas final against the um, Chinese player, who I can't remember his name, he had some match points. And Dallas is a place where John lives now, and that would have been nice for him to have gotten that title. Um, I don't know how much more we'll see from John Isner, but, um, you know, uh, this would be, again, an event he could do all right. Wouldn't count him out at Wimbledon. But I don't know – I don't see – well, do you think Isner plays next year? I know that's a really looking far ahead.
0: It's it's tough. You know what it is? I
1: I and I never thought I'd say this, but I'm I'm like kind of scared that John
0: might get pulled into the the pickleball. You know what I mean? You you're starting to see with all these I guys. I'm lit up
1: my drink. Yeah. yeah, You you see a lot of these guys like Sam query and the like. query
0: Jack Sock. Yeah. A lot of these American guys are like, wait a second, like pickleball is kind of lit right now. We gotta we gotta try it out. And I I can't yeah. remember if it was. If, I can't remember if I saw a video of him, like, playing just for fun or something like that, but, like, honestly, I'd say that's probably probably our biggest threat in terms of whether we'll see John again uh, is whether is- w- whether he makes his uh, pickleball pro day, you know, pro debut.
1: I love that, uh, first of all, because you're the first guy that's brought that up that I've heard. Um, and I think the thinking is, uh, I mean, look, look he, he's going to obviously always give himself a real opportunity to you know he is kind of mr atlanta so he knows if he goes to atlanta he'll do well or if he goes to newport rhode island for the grass tournament the hall of fame event he knows he can do well so he's gotta like his chances um and um he's a consummate professional god he's been around a long time i think he started on the tour in oh seven um, yeah, around there, and boy, you think about it—that's that's awesome. And he played four years um, at, at Georgia, so um, he's put in the hard yards. I think that'd be funny. And and the thing is too, with just a touch on pickle, uh, it might not be a thing in three or four years. So, it might be a good cash grab for these guys now. Who
0: honestly? Who knows? Who knows? Because. Like yeah. you're starting,
1: I think they need to figure out certain
0: things like in terms of like, like you, you can't, I don't know how you would put a pickleball match in a stadium, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that would work, um, <laughs> but, but like, so they have to figure out a way to kind of grow the sport, maybe with like smaller gates, if you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, you see, a lot of these guys are, a lot of these athletes are just like investing in it. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're. Sure. I think they also need to get more organized because, like, I can't figure out like what's the top league. Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of. Like, I do know
1: what you mean. Very it's kind of all over the place, Steven. Because yeah, yeah there's a um, there's a guy I met. Uh, I live in uh, Los Cabos, uh, Mexico, where they uh, they have a 250. Uh, it's played in the summer. Uh, Medvedev won it uh, last year. Uh, He beat Nori there in the final. Um, And thank God they're going to move it next year, 2024, to be right before Acapulco. Kind of like their own sunshine double in Mexico. It's a no-brainer. I love it when tennis gets it right. So that's going to be killer. Um, My point about bringing that up is that apparently pickleball is kind of getting big in Mexico as well. And... This venue that hosts this uh, 250 um, men's event uh, is going to be the National Pickleball Center of Mexico, which is a huge country. It's got, like, I think 31 states. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere, but pro-wise, mm, I don't know, man. I'm like you. Stadium? Mm, not seeing it. Recreationally? Yep. Uh did you watch the um, McEnroe, Chang, Roddick, it, Agassi? Because you're you know, an Agassi I guy. You, you I saw. Were interested.
0: I I didn't. First of all, I didn't even know it was going on until I started seeing like. I didn't like, either. Sh- I saw shorts on YouTube, and I'm like, "What oh, really? is this?" Yeah, I just I just saw. I was just scrolling through YouTube, and I just saw some shorts. And I was like, "What is it?" And you saw like Roddick, you saw Agassi, you saw Mac, you saw uh, Chang, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I mean, like, I mean. Think about the amount of people, like, just the old school tennis fans that would, like, go out and watch these guys kind of try pickleball and see, like, what they can do with it. I mean, yeah. and they're all competitive, you know what I mean? So, like, you know you're going to get, like, a good a good battle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. so that was – but that was – I mean, I think it's smart for whoever whoever put that together.
1: I think it's brilliant. No, um, there's no hit and giggle-ness to that uh to that thing. That was not – I don't think there was any sort of okay – uh you're gonna split. No, I think they let the guys I I didn't get the sense there was any of that that normally yeah. happens. Yeah. We're like, okay, let's keep it a you know a certain length. Um I, I I could be wrong. I uh the clips that I saw I enjoyed. Yeah. Um but I just saw some clips of it. Um, but look, this is a tennis podcast, so uh, as much time as we can devote to the tennis, I think that's important. Yeah. We haven't covered much of the – oh, there he is. He was probably playing pickleball. <laughs> Be honest, uh, Alex. He had to squeeze in a set. Uh, let's see if we can get him back. It's, it's, Houston, we have. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Get in here. I, I need my glasses. We're, we're,
0: Brad, we're clearly dealing with a high budget over at Just lot Tennis,
2: in case you haven't oh, realized. Yeah. That. All right, guys. All right, guys, I'm back. I'm going to have to keep the camera off to try and... Okay. Right. Uh, oh,
1: all right. So I add you to the stream, but leave you off camera.
2: I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to have to to be... To have the camera off. Just the Wi-Fi situation is atrocious over on my end. So apologies. Cool. Um, cool.
1: I, 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 yeah, because then it won't... Uh, we won't lose um, your audio. So that's good because a lot of people listen to this on Spotify. Um and the other big ones so it's um we'll miss your you know maybe we can like put a drawing in of you
2: maybe yeah, you
1: know. maybe. But, but, yeah i'll let if he's on you know he's the master he he he's the producer he's the uh owner of the quality shot tennis and you know that was cool that you guys got him on i'm just curious um how you guys connected with um quality shot tennis
2: Yeah. I mean, he, he's, uh, we honestly, the tennis community on YouTube is pretty small. It's not, it's not a super big one. Um, so, you know, he, he actually showed us a lot of love and support just in, when we were doing live streams, he would come up on the stream and and write a nice message. I mean, he's the man. So, um, we reached out to him or, or, you know, we kind of just connected over Instagram, I think, and decided that we wanted to collaborate and, uh, yeah, we just made it happen. He's, uh, but he was always, you know, he was always showing support and love to us from, from you know, a while back. So he, uh, yeah, we're we're lucky to be in touch with him and to have made it happen.
1: And and when you say a while back, it, it's if I recall from the interview, you, it, it's been two years since you started the. I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you call it the podcast, the website, the, you know what what, <laughs> you know, it's just me not knowing what it, what to yeah. say.
0: Yeah. Um, you, you, I mean you could say a channel, I guess. <laughs> yeah, else, okay. We don't even know what to call it either. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well yeah, right. I mean, where to find it? You you know, you um, you know, it's like uh with quality shot tennis, I think of it as uh yeah, I don't know either. I guess I just go to Twitter and click on things and and <laughs> find it. But but it is interesting. I, I like to look at all these like mainly podcasts because um I haven't done as much of what I think uh, Fizan is one of the like greatest at uh, calling a match um, and then interacting with his uh, viewers um, while while you know multitasking. I, I would be I, I wouldn't be able to do that, not even for a game. Like how, <laughs> you know? Uh, do do you guys do that? Do you offer that service where
2: you Steven- call a match
1: and? And interact
2: with the the viewers or listeners steven's the master at that he's uh he, was, okay. he held down the stream game we we did that i think we started doing that we did that like january of last year um that's when we started that and then we we recently stopped um we just wanted to give the the channel a more narrow for a focus you know focus on the podcast focus on the shorter videos yeah um but Steven, Steven can touch on that. I mean, he's the – Steven's the master streamer over here. On R- yeah, R- yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steven you know,
1: do touch on that. I mean, because it's like doing radio, right? Yeah, you, you know what it is? So
0: it, my problem is, is like, I, I get distracted very easily. So what I noticed that would happen on, on my streams were somebody would say something in the comments. Um, and I – you know, while going, through that time, while going through that comment, I would go on this tangent <laughs> – out yeah in the outer space and then i would go back to the match and i'm like well you know two games just happened there you know what i mean <laughs> so, so so it's kind of it's kind of difficult because it's like yeah you know you're you try trying to call the match and and you know uh commentate but then you also yeah you also need to keep track of the comments and, and what everybody's saying
2: um and it's uh, a tough yeah. job it's a tough job it's tough for sure I mean, yeah. there were days. There were days where Stephen, you know, was, I think Australian Open was the last Grand Slam that we, yeah, Australian Open was the last Grand Slam, Grand Slam that we that we streamed on. And yeah. you know, there was a time where Stephen started streams at you know six thirty p.m. and then went all night up until ten in the morning the next day. Yeah, you know, straight.
1: Just That's he did wrong. the entire That's, thing.
2: Yeah. It's you know, That's and so healthy. But yeah. <laughs> I will tell you what Stephen thrives off of the the comment section and interacting yeah. with people that's oh, okay. the best part about it that's the best part okay. about it I mean, yeah, that,
0: that's my that, yeah to be honest that's always been my favorite part of it
2: and and honestly that's that's kind of the,
0: the the part that i'd say I'd miss the most i mean here's the thing we you know as of right now we've kind of taken a, a, a pause from from the uh the streams and and who knows what what you know where our channel goes in in the future and what what we plan on doing but um yeah that's the part i'd say I, that's the part i'd say I miss the most it's kind of the the live interaction with the comment sections, kinda, you know, going off on tangents. Um like like screaming, sometimes screaming off the top of my head because that's <laughs> what I that's what I like to do apparently. So uh yeah that's um you know that's uh that's that's kind of my favorite part of it for
1: sure. Well it's it's important. I remember during the Australian Open I was probably uh going with uh quality shot tennis uh because um you know I, I like I like the way he's on, I like his voice, and I like his rhythm. And, um, you know, he's got the skill set to to be able to multitask and and um, engage. And he's really good. I mean, that, that takes, he's an accountant. So I think part of that focus of being an accountant, and I don't know what style he does, is a skill set that lends itself to being able to do the, the commenting or involvement with the viewers. Yeah, but then you have to be like Jokovic second serve out wide, <laughs> short trip return down the line. Jokovic comes in, his pass volley in the net. Game set match. <laughs> yeah, that's the best I can do. How the think, hell do you do that? Point in and point out for five hours?
0: Uh, yeah, you, 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 mean, uh, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, uh, you, It's a lot of coffee. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> you a it's lot a of lot of coffee. coffee. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot of coffee. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. I I remember this one stream where, uh, there was about, it it was probably at like two o'clock in the morning and there was about, uh, six people on (laughs) watching a total of six and somehow, somehow WWE slash WWF got, got thrown in the comment section. And then I went on a close to a 30 minute tangent about world wrestling entertainment and who are my favorite wrestlers. And literally literally like I mean there were six people so like I was like you know these guys, if these guys if this is what they want to talk about let's talk about it. But like that's how you do it. You you go on these tangents where I mean that, that's that's how I do it. That's how I get through it. Now guys like you know you know other guys that you know are 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 actually talking about the tennis the entire time that's a whole other animal. You know sometimes I got to sometimes I just got to pound black coffee and talk about WWE to get you know to kind of make it
2: interesting, keep it different, you know, but. Yeah. um, Tennis, tennis is an interesting sport because it's, you know, you have, there's so many points that are just the same. Like if you think about it, nine like 85% of tennis points are just serve and first shot or serve and and two shots. And then that's it. And the server has the advantage. So it it typically like, I feel like it goes, uh, you know, the points are really quick and, and typically very similar so there's only, like, a few points in the match where, you know, it's really super exciting and, like, the pressure's on and where, you know, you really have to stay glued to the match. But other than that, I mean, staying on top of every single point in tennis and commentating is tough. It's a tough job yeah. just because it's yeah. a lot of it's the same, you know? You're like, oh, okay, well, oh, yeah. there's another ace. Okay, well, yeah. there's another well, serve and miss return. You know, yeah. it's like happens, you know, 80% and, of the time. And the blowouts are rough.
0: The blowouts are off. Like when you're when you're playing when it's a three out of five set match and it's like six one, six zero, and they're it's like two zero in the third, I mean you're just kind of like, okay, like <laughs> you are gonna well, have to. And,
1: and that's where the beauty of TV, they can um the, the school of thought, especially um in in the UK, is not to talk during the point. And uh you don't really need to talk during the point. Um yeah. so they get to kind of, you know uh watch the tennis and they don't have to talk as much um right so that's easier but these radio and i've heard them god i've heard (laughs) i've heard people do it on the internet mainly and um they are so fast and good at it and it's clear you understand it and i'll take it over not uh getting to watch any day of the week um so my hat goes off to you um steven for for doing that and um yeah, that's oh I I forgot. We you know, there's also a women's event in Madrid and uh mm-hmm. Alex when you were gone we uh talked a bit about the uh US men or American uh we didn't really talk about FAA or um <clears throat> excuse me. Um sorry I'm forgetting the other Canadian um envelope Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for both. Uh we didn't really talk much about them. Um with the men, but let's just go ahead with the women because uh, I think there's 12 American women in there. Um, you know, the, the usual suspects. Uh, I think the last one that got in was maybe, uh, I think her name used to be Allison Risk and she married a, a tennis player. But it's kind of nice. There's like 12 women in the main draw. That's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, I mean, American tennis is popping off now. Right. I mean oh. we have we have both on men's and women's side, I feel like there are players that are dominating. So it's exciting to see finally like I feel like there's been a. l it's been a long time coming, you know? Um, there's you been a period you. of like yeah, a period of like twenty years almost where I feel like America's kind of been dormant. Um, so to see both sides take off is is quite great. I mean you well, you, yeah, had so Serena, you, you had Serena, you had Venus on the women's side, but on the men's American side. Especially Madrid
1: was AGS in 0-2. But that was when it was an indoor, um, uh, probably carpet back then. But um, with the women, I think they've been more consistent. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, obviously, Pagula, you can count on her. She's like clockwork. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Coco. Um, and Drescu, I guess she must have healed. That ankle injury must not have been as bad as, as we thought. So I'm delighted to see that she. I, I, I'm pretty sure that when I looked yesterday, she's on the entry list. Um, yeah, that's,
0: it's kind—it's of, kind of surprising, also. Like, I think it of, is a
1: bit surprising. So I, yeah, you know, I might have got that wrong. It does seem a bit quick. Yeah, but she didn't. I don't think she. So she. She obviously didn't have to have a surgery, um, right. because then there's no way. Uh so I maybe I'm wrong on that. I I thought I saw her and Layla uh Fernandez uh, listed under the Canadian uh women in, in that will be playing Madrid. Gosh, Alex I is a, so. Alex Alex is a big Layla guy, by the way. I that's am. I'm
2: like I'm a big fan of Layla Fernandez. Yeah okay. tell tell, um,
1: tell me more. I'm curious.
2: Well I just I just think that you know at the U, you know obviously you had the Radu and Fernandez US Open final um and I thought that you know, they just, we had two new superstars, right? Come from that, from that U S open. And I'm, I'm just a fan of her personality. I'm a fan of, you know, how she, how she carries herself and, and, you know, the way she plays on court. Um, I think that she, you know, obviously it's hard to live up to that, like U S open run. Um, it's tough to back it up and, and to, to be, you know, perform at that level tournament you know, each tournament you play, um, but I think, you know, she's young. She's, she's passionate on court. She's a hard worker. She is. I think she's got, she's very skilled. She's got a lot of, she's not like a, she's not a massive hitter. She doesn't have like the power, like Rabakina has, or, or, you know, some of these bigger players do, but, but she, you know, she's crafty and I think I, I just like her spirit, you know? And so I'm i I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of her game.
1: Crafty and spirit. I, uh, I think she's, uh, she's one of those players I'm going to go watch. Her play, yeah, whatever court she's on, whomever she's playing, I'm like, I'll have some of that. Um, yeah, she's fun, like and same way, uh, but different. You know, obviously, you know, uh, Layla being a lefty and different playing style altogether. Um, and uh, yeah, and I don't know how old she is. She's probably still young. I uh, I want her to have a bigger year, though. I want I want a little bit more out of Layla.
2: I agree. You know? I agree. Um, I, I, not
1: that it's been that, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if she's been plagued with injuries. I haven't followed her out as much as you have, maybe, but <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, I'd like a little more, a little more results and that'd Brett, be fun.
0: Brad, I got, if it's, a, if it's all right with you, I know this is your show and you're the boss, but I did have one question for you that I've been like dying to ask you.
1: Uh, all right. Not, I'm, I'm nervous. You, Alex, are you ready for this? this? Okay. I mean, should I? should i take the question
2: L- listen this this could be anything this could be uh, anything I this is, this is, this yeah, is any fun. i i don't e- i brace myself anytime he goes I, <laughs> I, I know i am I, I brace this. myself i put my seatbelt i, I, this I this think I may easier. have swept my pants <laughs>
0: <This> <laughs> i think i'm okay this is this is an easy one but i'm just i'm just really curious because as you know i told you i was a big fan of the 90s era tennis um, oh, cool. and you, and I was a big Agassi guy, of course. And, and you, uh, you interviewed Brad Gilbert. You got You got to tell me what that was like.
1: That I did what with Brad Gilbert? That, Sorry. You,
0: you, that you had him on the podcast. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it. You, you. got to tell me what that was like. And, and, and like, I, you. I hope, I hope, I mean, I, I didn't watch the entire thing. I watched uh, parts of it, but, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys talked about this, but uh, like, my favorite Brad Gilbert story of all time is that, that Agassi French open final where he's down two sets and a and lot. Yeah, lo- yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. You gotta, yeah. you gotta
0: tell me, you gotta tell me what it was like. What was it like to, you know, well, you know I wasn't in chop the locker it up with BG,
1: <laughs> But I wasn't in the locker room, but like you hear different versions of it. Uh, like the way Andre tells it um, he's a little more like, well, I saw, Tennis Channel. We did. I, I worked there, and we did a documentary on. I think it was on Pete, actually, or I don't know. It doesn't matter. But Andre said, "You know, Brad's like, what are you doing? Like, what <laughs> it, 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 you know for the last two weeks? They, Who are you today? What the hell's going on? <laughs> like, like just he's perplexed, right? Like, explain to me what what's going on, and you know." Brad can be, uh, he's a super nice guy and chill, but I'm sure he was like, dude, what did they, is going on? Yeah. And then Andre explains it that in his mind on one interview, he just went out on court and thought to himself, well, I'll find a different way to lose. Now, that's not to me giving enough credit to Brad. Uh, and maybe I misinterpreted what Andre said. But I think what, what the quotes are from Brad is get back to doing what you've been doing. Yeah, I think that that's a, the quotes that are out there that he's like he slams the locker with his fist and it's like get back to doing what you've been effing doing and what the and I know Brad and that he he's not a big he doesn't curse a lot but I'm sure he let him have it and oh yeah he didn't he, he's not that kind of dude but he had to. He felt like, I think, he had to slap some sense into double-A. It's like, what? What is this? Like, you're not even being you. What's the... Mm -hmm. This guy's not playing... I'm not. Credit to uh, the Russian player. uh, What was it? Um, Medvedev. It sounds like
0: Medvedev. um, Andre. Andre uh, Medvedev. Right, Alex?
1: Yeah, something something similar to the guy now. Um, But who was a fine player and it deserved to be in the final. So, yeah, he just... But, you know, so Andre says, well, I just figured I'd go out, find another way to lose. I I, I think really what he got back to business. I don't know if Gil Reyes weighed in. He might have. Gil might have been down there and probably would have said in a calmer way because Brad would have been pissed. uh, Gil might have said, hey, man, come on, stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Come on, man. You're cool. You're good. Stick to the plan. Because at that point, what, he was down two sets and a yeah. break. and a break, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And, and, you know, it's just, you know how it is, you guys are players. But I'll tell you this much about Brad Gilbert. <clears throat> He's my favorite guy. Uh, yeah. I got lucky I met him in Queens when he started with Roddick. So, literally, in 2003, uh Roddick lost early in the French. And – uh got rid of a very good coach that he had had for a long time and signed up with Brad. So there they are at Queens. And uh, who does uh, Agassi face, Roddick face in the semis? One Andre Agassi. Yep. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. (laughs) You know, like Brad, you know, hasn't been coaching and, and they play a a great semifinal. And um, Brad would sit in the media section because in those days our, our section was, uh, like, you know, behind the, uh, well, the you know, like behind the baseline, which is, in my opinion, the best place to watch a match. That's my feeling. Um, unless, like, you know, I had a helicopter or something. But, you know, like, you know, or a, a drone. So he's there the whole time with the media people, and he likes to talk. And, uh, boy, that, that semi with Agassi was great because uh, it went three sets, and I think, I think Andy may have had to save a. I don't think he had to save a match point, but that was a hell of a match. He had just lost to Agassi in Houston a couple of weeks before, where he was up a set and a break uh, against um, Agassi. So he beats Andre. Brad's there. That must have felt good. Then they go on and he loses to Federer in the semis at, at Wimbledon. Uh, great match. And uh, no, Brad's great. <laughs> he, oh, he's great. Yeah, he's great. No awesome. a long time. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so sick. Yeah, he's
0: he was always my favorite. Uh, I had like two favorite tennis commentators that I that I like like I listened to everything they said. Uh, w- the number one guy for me was uh, was Brad, obviously, um, but I also liked uh, who was that other guy? Uh, oh, during the show. oh, Robbie Koenig. I love oh.
1: listening to him. He he Dude, he he is entertaining.
0: Agreed. He was entertaining to listen to.
1: Oh, like he would say, "He, oh man, I think your style is. I like your style on that because uh, they're both analysts." Um, but Robbie, I mean, you know, he's um, he's uh, South African and he has funny things, you know. Yeah, and he would always call like I think he would say, "Hey, China," meaning like if you're his buddy, like it's like, "Hey, mate." He's like, how's
2: it
1: going, China? I don't know if it's spelled like the country, but really charming guy. And oh boy, I agree with you. I mean, that's why I'm glad he does. He's always on that world feed. He's hilarious.
0: He's awesome. So so entertaining to listen to one of his matches. Ah. And Brad, Brad is like a Brad to me is kind of like a like he, he he finds ways to explain really complicated tennis insights in in like. Super simply so that you can understand. You're like, wow, this guy's this guy's a genius. You know what I mean? And and we mentioned yeah. we were talking books, we talked open. I mean, Winning Ugly is another I mean yeah. you, you can't like you, those two books, I think arguably two greatest tennis books that have ever been written.
1: Well the you know? thing about Winning Ugly, it, it I see it um um it, it's uh obviously more instructional than open, but it also gives you nice juicy stories yeah so what, what what to me makes winning ugly so fascinating as a tennis uh, player is we get these cool like uh behind the scenes stories, but then we also get uh, what I learned from winning ugly is how to play the score you know uh or you know uh Brad loves to talk about weather right I mean what commentator have you ever like you know, humidity he loves the he loves talking about the weather more than any anybody yeah. And I get that. I I I'm into that stuff. So uh, yeah, Winning Ugly, well open is a you don't have to be a tennis player. Yeah. To read open, you know. Uh and winning ugly just, it's and I guess there's a new chapter in Winning Ugly, so I might have to pick up a new uh copy. Um but yeah, no, the um Brad Gilbert is uh yeah, he's very loyal. Uh, I wouldn't say this about many people. Um I think I think, well, I think we're, <clears throat> I think we're friends, but that, like, I wouldn't say about anybody else in tennis, so I'm, I'm lucky to have known him that long, um, and I'm acquaintances with other people, but uh, Brad is loyal, and um, God, he loves tennis more than anybody, and he never gets hurt. He
2: still doesn't get hurt, and he plays beast. tennis. He's a beast. And and now, mean, are you
1: still there or is it? Are you I, asleep?
2: Right? I I am still here. I'm just. It's funny. It's like Stephen is is the '90s guy. Is the guy I who talks. It. You know, he he's so funny. He like he will like bring up names to me, and I'll be like, I've never heard of that person ever. <laughs> and I'm I'm more the mod. You know, I I uh, I'm, yeah. I'm more the, the I, I like that story with Agassiz, Like I'm not aware of that, but I do. I will say this. I will say this. That's really? current. I'm, i know i know i'm out of it on that 99 stuff
1: french open i mean how old are you alex
2: i i am i'm 24 so was that 99 so, so i was, I was yeah, one year one. one years old oh, yeah one year old all right fine yeah yeah so a bit <laughs> brad's, like, brad's like
0: brad's like right yeah checks out, <laughs> checks yeah. out.
1: <laughs> yeah no that's no 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 dude that dude it's that's that's uh Gosh, I mean, yeah, no, that, that's, that's totally, I get it. So you're more than,
2: for you, uh,
1: boy, you're more 2000s. Well, were you like a, uh, well, you tell us, who was like your guy?
2: I was a big Marat Safin guy. Yeah. Oh. That was understand. my guy. I, I've had a few stories. You know, I, I grew up in, in the first 11 years of my life. I spent in Russia and that's where I started playing tennis. And so Marat Safin was like the guy. Um you know i saw him i i've met him a few times and he's just he 's just a good dude and he was always entertaining and you know I just there's something about him you know he, he just he, yeah, he wanted well, I think you'd he say, wanted to watch him play
1: i'd say i think you'd say Atlichna.
2: Atlichna, yeah
1: yeah i don 't know if i am pronouncing it right but it's pretty
2: good right, i mean I, I understood understood <laughs> like, yeah, was At-lic-ne. great to watch excellent
1: that's what i think it means um his win over Federer in Australia,
0: yeah, uh, 05, I believe. One of the best matches of all time,
1: in my opinion. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah. I don't know which one of you gentlemen said that, but yeah, that was yeah. Uh, and did he save a match point against Fed? I think he
2: did. I don't I remember if, if he saved semi. a match I, point.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I,
2: I, I remember he, it was a slow start for him. It was a slow start for him. And then my favorite thing about Marath is he would he would go down in a set and he would just give it away. He'd be like, All right, whatever. Yeah. On to 40%. the next one. On to the next one. So, you know, I think sure. he lost the first set. He lost the first set. And then he kind of regrouped and, you know, and and just it's the talent the talent pushed him forward. I think I honestly believe that Marath is probably one of the most talented players to have to have ever played. I, Man, think-
1: uh, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. He boy, I mean what he did to Pete in the u s open final uh gosh, I guess it was that 0-1 or two I think it was two thousand It's either two thousand or two thousand one I mean he put a smackdown on Pete, and you know that was Pete's court you know um gotta i think it was two thousand because Saffin should have finished the year number one, but thanks to Gustavo courttin's Heroic efforts at the year-end championships, Sapping mm-hmm. was denied. I mean that that must have crushed him. You especially, as a as a Sapin fan, a- must have been devastated that he didn't
2: end the year number one. He he's interesting though because I feel like he's so um, like the reason I say he's so talented is because it's so like I feel like his mind was elsewhere at times. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, he just he just enjoyed life. Like he just did think like he would go out and would. You know, there's so many stories that you hear about Marat Safin while on tour. I don't know yeah. how many of them are true. I don't know what I don't know what's true, what's not true, but you know, I think that he reminds me of like a, a Kyrgyz in in some sort of way, where like Kyrgyz yeah. is just like I just want to play video games and, and hang out and then you know, when I yeah. need to to perform I will. And I feel like Safin in some ways you know there's some resemblance I, there also players like- i think you're right absolutely i think yeah.
1: i think we expected uh curios um when he emerged to be winning seven eight majors uh, as it you know when he first kind of came on you know he had that big win over um nadal in 2014 yep. at wimbledon and it was looking like this guy you know should win four or five six majors yeah, you know, everyone was saying that McEnroe, all the uh, pundits, and and because because like you said that that kind of talent, that raw talent that Safin had, and um, arguably, uh, well, you know, Safin's in the Hall of Fame and Curios won't be,
2: you know, unless you, you pull
1: the rabbit out of the hat. I mean,
2: I mean, Safin listen, Curios, Curios still has a chance. He still has a chance. Really? I I have... think
1: okay. you you got to explain how i mean i guess nowadays you can get in with winning one major
2: um i'm i think that we've seen it, like he's on an upward trajectory i feel you know like he there was he went through a tough period where you know i, I he will obviously like based on what he's saying and based on you know just i guess his feedback he you know he wasn't in a good place, and i think now he's calmed down a lot in the sense of like the you know his he's become a little bit more stable just like outside of the court as well you know mentally and i think that you know he we saw we saw him perform i mean he got to the final of wimbledon and lost to novak um that was very respectable absolutely he he has you still see him you know lash out on court and i think there's a lot of work to be done for him obviously but Listen, the guy, the guys. I think I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut him out. I think he's got okay, a lot of I mean, potential. Look, I'm not a
1: hater because I was yeah. high. I was buying that stock uh, in you know 2012, uh, 13. Then the the win over Nadal 14. It's like, yeah, this guy's gonna rack him up. Yeah. You know, it really felt like he was gonna rack up majors. He just, gosh, I don't have to tell you guys. You know, <laughs> nothing was missing from the tool bag. Um, um. What's the thinking? And since you probably are uh, someone who follows him, when's he expected to return? Will he be able to play the grass court season? You know, that's I'm. A,
2: I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I, I mean, I don't know. I honestly haven't. It's a lot been of up points to, to defend. And I then, think, yeah. Uh, well, he. Cincy well, the grass. And, they didn't get points. He didn't get points for. Oh, that's for winner, right. Then. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Where have right. I been?
2: Yeah. So he yeah, So I think well, there's that not a lot of pressure,
1: him, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, ho- hopefully he's back. You know, I think I I don't know well, what the I, status look, of his dude, injury I, is, but
1: I, I certainly agree. I I think he's look. I I definitely hundred percent think that guy can win a major. But as far as getting the Hall of Fame, some guys get in with one one major, but there's guys like um, Bugiera, Sergio Bugiera with two French Opens that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Go figure. I don't get it. But, yeah. you
0: know. I, I, think, I think also the popularity aspect might. That'll help. help. You well, know. It, like, we'll
2: see. I mean, he's kind of – but he's got that popularity, but he's popular for, for – I mean, some of his popularity yeah. is he's popular for not-so-good reasons, you know what I mean? But, so, yeah, well, me, it, could, it could be
1: his – If we want to put it nicely.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: if, let me ask you a question, Alex, and, and Brad. If Johnny Mack had won one Grand Slam, would Johnny Mack be in the would, – would Johnny Mack be in the Hall of Fame?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. You yeah. got you to you say yeah. yes. Definitely. You know yeah. what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Just like we both said at the same time. Yep. Because of Davis Cup, he would have had a year-end number one, just like Roddick. Why is yeah. Roddick in the Hall of Fame? Right. Uh, you know, he won the second biggest major. Uh, he got a Davis Cup title. And he finished uh, 2003 number one. Yeah. To me, that's a lot. You, you, yeah. you got that trifecta, you're in. You yeah. know, and, and just a great competitor. The guy never tanked. And, yeah. you know, he gave his, he, like, a lot of, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Federer was his nemesis more yeah. than the other two because he had wins over Novak early on and Nadal a little bit early on. That the Roger Roddick matchup was a that was a nightmare. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't quite figure that one out. That's my, a shame. I really wish he would have gotten that '09 Wimbledon, man. I know, I know. Yeah, that hurts. That does. It really does. It's
2: my favorite is watching. There was an interview he did with him after he retired with with Fed, where he was asking him, and you know, he the salt the saltiness. is is very much there you know obviously he did it playfully and joke you know he was joking yeah but it's just funny because it's like you really could tell that he was you know it it really took a lot out of him to not be able to get those wins against Federer not to be able to solve that puzzle um it's just like one of those things where it's like matchups happen and and Fed just has his number you know yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly a matchup thing and I think it was uh 04, where he also had a kind of a decent shot and some rain uh, breaks kind of hurt him in that final. Uh, that was one, he, it was in his graphs. Well, kind of, but you know, look, he's not going to lose sleep at night. He's a legitimate hall of famer. And, that, yep. and that's that. Um, and the last, you know, American guy to win, uh, as we know, a major since then, but fellas, I'm gonna I, I've kept you over an hour, I realized and that's Alex's fault.
2: Yep. I'm so i I'm so sorry yeah. for the technical difficulties. Listen, this is this is what I have to deal with on a day to day basis and you got a taste of it and I <laughs> I'm uh I hope I hope it wasn't it made, I hope it didn't make things too difficult. So no thank you for your sweet. patience.
1: It was very sweet. You were uh you know, you came in and I liked uh again, I, I your assessment of these guys and the sap and the others and, yeah, maybe one day we'll talk about Yevgeny Kafalakoff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And and you know what, Alex? You know what? You probably wouldn't have been you would probably wouldn't have been able to provide a decent contribution on the nineties tennis talk anyway. So it's kinda yeah. yeah.
1: kind of
2: good that it was kind of perfect, right? It's kinda of perfect <laughs> that you cut off there, yeah. Yeah. That's great. No, I'm glad I'm glad it worked out and the timing is that's that's yeah. all that matters. Well, gentlemen, awesome. like
1: I said, wow, what a pleasure. How do we find this slappy? Just slap tennis, <laughs> or <they> just slap. <laughs> like yeah, I you... the female viewers might get a little confused.
2: <laughs> well, I'm we have,
0: confused. we have, you know, it's funny. We have, we have, a uh, uh, you know, a good amount of uh female fans that that'll watch. So, but uh, they, uh yeah, if you if you just go on YouTube and you type in just slap tennis uh we'll uh we'll make sure to have some good stuff up there for anybody that's interested no
1: you do and the one that i saw today i think alex was um i don't know if he was taking a nap or where he was at that point where uh you know Stephen put up a cool video about why he loves indoor tennis was yeah. that the most recent uh thing or was that a thing that just i think yeah, th- yeah
0: that's probably yes that's probably that that was a like a a chop up of one of our one of our most recent videos, probably not the most recent one, but one of our most recent videos when we where we played at the uh, 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 at Grand Central. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that's
0: we kind of that's the thing is like we you know sometimes Alex will have a strike of brilliance and then we'll we'll cut that and we'll we'll throw it <laughs> up there. Um, and then yeah. rarely, I'll rarely I'll have one, and then you know I'll make sure to maybe include a few of mine as well up there, and it's uh, kind of how we roll.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. It's kind of cool that uh, you know, like uh, sometimes there's an idea that uh, something will come out once a week, uh, a certain day a week, and I found working with Quality Shot Tennis that we were trying to have something every Wednesday, and it's it's really hard uh booking yeah. people and as you know um and, and is so busy so you know it's good for people to miss you too like I go to sure. these these uh like these websites where I like their stuff. I'm like what what? what? You know, come on. what's yeah. going on? I, I, I need it. Gotta have it. Yeah um, yeah yeah. It it's okay. But anyways, I will uh leave it at that gents. Um again I really appreciate it. If anybody uh, likes this, wants to um, like it, subscribe, you know what to do. And, uh, gents, uh, maybe at the end of or middle of summer we do it again.
2: It's been a pleasure. 100%. Brad, thank you so pleasure. much. Thanks for having us on. Thanks,
1: thank Brad. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye-bye. You're a legend.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, right. <Nah>. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye, Brad. Thank you. Bye.